0: fighters burn out all the time hobbyists amateurs and pros alike must all learn how to balance high intensity fight training with adequate recovery to not only peak on fight night but to optimize long-term fight performance and health too we all have a goldilocks zone that boosts our performance without sending us into overtraining burnout or injury blowout and spoiler alert this zone is a moving target but there are tricks of the trade you can use to plan your training just right And the same principles apply regardless if you're balancing the demands of work, family, and friends alongside either a full-time fight career, an enthusiastic Muay Thai hobby, or anything in between. Fighters, welcome back to another episode of Heatrick Muay Thai Performance. In this episode, I'll break down exactly how to personalize your own training workload, to not only make the quickest progress, but to drastically reduce your odds of breaking yourself in the process too. We'll start by looking at how much training is needed to make you better. We know that too little training is ineffective. If the combination of training intensity and quantity is too low for you, your body isn't stimulated enough to bother adapting, getting fitter. Because your body can already cope with it, it won't change. When you only just break this threshold, your body will change to better cope with this kind of training stress in the future. You become fitter. You've reached the ideal minimum training dose, the sweet spot with just enough training to make you better without either increasing risk of injury or illness, or wasting progress by jumping steps that will cause your development to stall in the future. This is the most sustainable and effective level of training that you can achieve. Pushing above the minimum training dose becomes increasingly less effective and less sustainable. You're wasting effort and heading into an early training plateau where others with more patience will continue climbing. Not only that, but your risk of injury shifts into the danger zone too. The training sweet spot or Goldilocks zone is unique to you and it moves up or down depending on your level of activity. For example, if you've recently taken a break from training due to illness, injury, or holidays, whatever, your training momentum has reduced. Training momentum is my own term, and I'll explain what I mean. It's like riding a bike uphill. If you're already rolling and built momentum, you can pedal along in a higher gear, no problem. But if you need to stop, then trying to start off in the same gear isn't going to be the best idea. Changing down to a lower gear will see you getting back up to speed again quickest and safest. The same is true of athletic training. You've either built up momentum and can successfully use higher training intensities and longer durations, or you need to build that training momentum up. But how much training is too low and ineffective and how much training is too much and wasting long-term progress and increasing risk of injury? Where is the most effective, most sustainable sweet spot for you? Just like cycling uphill, it depends on how much training momentum you already have and I have a trick for determining what your momentum currently is and how hard to push your training to hit your sweet spot. We can think of your current week's training load as being the combination of how intense your sessions are, how long those sessions are and how many sessions you had that week. And we can think of your training momentum as the rolling average of this weekly load over the last four weeks. Comparing next week's training load to the training momentum, that rolling average over the previous four weeks, will tell you all you need to know. Researchers Blanche and Gabbitt call this the acute chronic workload ratio, and they determined both how much training is too little and too much, both resulting in the highest probability of injury. As I said in the previous video, too little training leaves your body less capable of handling physical challenges without injury or illness, and too much training leaves you too worn out to handle challenges either. Either way, performance and health both suffer. It turns out that if this week's training load is either below 80% of the training momentum your body has become used to over the previous four weeks of training, or above 130% of that, then the risk of injury increases significantly. And at 150%, you enter the danger zone, where the risk far outweighs any possible reward. It makes sense, but how can you quantify training to this extent? I'll share with you how I do this for the clients I work with online. First, I plan each session's average target intensity on an RPE, Rate of Perceived Effort Scale, of between one to 1 being so easy you can do it all day, every day, and 10 being flat out maximal, like you could die any second. I do this for every session in the programme, resistance training, cardio conditioning training, and Muay Thai training. And I also note down how long those sessions are in minutes. Multiplying the RPE intensity score by the number of minutes gives me a training impulse or trimp score, which quantifies the training load and how tiring that session is likely to be. By totalling those all up for the week and comparing that to the rolling average of the previous four weeks, I can ensure that the program is shooting at the sweet spot. It'll be the most effective at boosting performance without causing injury or overtraining. Those that like to dig a little deeper, I also plan each four-week training block with three weeks of progressive loading, that's low, medium and high weeks, and one deload week for recovery before entering the next targeted four-week training block. If you're watching the video version of this episode, you can see what these numbers look like for every week of training for the whole 16 week first phase of training in my heavy hitters program. That's four weeks of mobility and movement, followed by functional strength, then explosive power, And finally, maximum speed before tapering for peak performance in the most important fight at the end of the whole first phase. Just as I show in my Optimal Fight Camp Blueprint download. And you'll find links to that with this episode too. When coaches consider both chronic monthly training momentum and the acute weekly training load, fighters can get stuck into their training without having to worry if they're either doing too much or too little and can make the best out of their training time. And regardless if you're a Muay Thai hobbyist or a full-time pro, your training must both progressively scale up and be consistent over the long-term if you wanna make significant progress. Finding your personal Goldilocks sweet spot makes all the difference. It can bring you back safely after a layoff from training and safely push you on when you need to find the next gear in your training program too. Thanks for listening. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, and share with someone else it could help too. Please give the podcast a review or comment below. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can visit heatrick.com for more Muay Thai performance podcasts, videos, articles, and guides. Catch you next time.